What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Washed Up Podcast. Today is a monumental show because we have our boy, uh, never mind, decided not to show up again. We're here with your boy, Moneybag Soho, and we're going to start off with Garen today. Garen, how you feeling? Good, man. Uh, weird recording on a Monday, but good start to the week. Got some good topics. I know... Uh, Go back and forth with Baldy quite a bit today. But, Love uh, to hear it. Love to hear it. Already starting the back and forth, and we haven't even started talking. Waldy's muted, so we didn't hear the back and forth. Probably didn't say anything. Waldy, how are you feeling today, my man? I feel great. Uh, I would uh, piggyback on what Garen said. It does feel a little bit weird on recording on Monday. Sunday, you know, is Sunday fun day normally. There's a little bit more energy. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, today's going to be lots of fun. Looking forward to it. Sunday is family time, boys. And you know, I am a father and a family man. (laughs) All right. So let's get it. Let's get this show popping. Now that Ray doesn't want to get it popping. All right. Waldy, I, I'm going to need a thought of the day. I need Waldy's thought of the day. I got you. So, um, I was making dinner earlier, early dinner, because, you know, we had to record today. And uh, I was cooking some salmon, and then it hit me. Chicken is just a lame-ass bird. No flavor, okay. no nothing. It's just a lame freaking bird. Okay, perfect. No no platanos? No tostones? No nothing? tostones today, boys. Um, I'm going to accompany it with uh, probably a salad. Wait, did you eat or not? I haven't. I haven't. I'm still waiting for my girl to show up from work. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, can't do that to her. <laughs> Gary, you got a comment on the lame-ass bird, or, or are we just going to move on from that? No, I do have a comment, especially coming from the Puerto Rican, which is like a staple of their diet growing up. It's either <laughs> it's either chicken or it's pork, and then uh, you throw in your fish every now and then. But Wally, since moving to Orlando, has uh, upped his taste buds, and now he's like, well, chicken is... Too, too cheap of a meat for me. So <laughs> I'm an American, boys. I, I don't know what to say. I am an American. You put American cheese on your chicken? America. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I only do American cheese. Either On top of your chicken? No, no, no. My burgers. I thought we were talking about burgers. <laughs> what? All right. That, that's it. Uh, we're moving on from that. On that. I just thank you. That's all I gotta say. My pleasure. Listen, we're gonna start off with <laughs> we're gonna start off with the NBA Finals because you know, obviously, Game Five is today. Um, man, I got I got this one thing that I've said a lot over the years. You know, talking with my dad, and is Steve Kerr actually a good coach? And let me let me add to that before I uh, dump it off to one of you guys. I don't know if you guys remember, but that year they went. 90-whatever and whatever, Luke Walton was a coach while Steve Kerr was whatever. I think he was sick or something. And he went like 30-0 and 0 or something. So is Steve Kerr actually good or is it just a team? Whoever wants it, go ahead. I, I, I just – Karen, go that. ahead. All right, Garen, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll give you the first half because I think uh, I definitely differ – Soho's opinion on this. 
I think to some extent, right, you can have great players. Like you have the orchestrators and Draymond and Steph. But at the same time, Steve Kerr has got something to do with it. He's still making the substitutions. Like, what was it, in game three or four, he uh, like limited Draymond big time in the fourth quarter, and they ended up pulling away. So it must have been game four. Um, so he makes the adjustments when he needs to, but I think it also helps that he's just got a team that, one, great chemistry, awesome chemistry, and two, they just understand basketball. So it makes Steve Kerr's job that much easier. But uh, I do get what you're saying, right? During that long, during that, uh, I forgot what year it was, that, that season, uh, it that was, time uh, when. 2016. Yeah, so when Walton was the coach, yeah, he coached him up pretty well. He kept everything going. But again, it's hard to tell with such a, with a group that's that talented, right? How it's almost, I feel like it's hard to not win games. I feel like you have to try to lose games at that point, especially when they were cooking like that. But so I don't want to say I don't want to I don't want to say just... Kerr's I don't want to say Kerr's uh, not a good coach. I just don't. You we we have only seen him with this Warriors team. I want to see if his Warriors tenure ever ends, where he goes after that, and then see what he does from there. But I think as of right now, I I think he's like right. He's like a middle of the road type coach. I like that. I like that. Waldy, what do you think about him? So, I'm going to entertain your your topic right here. Um, so, is he a good coach in the sense of X's and O's? I'm not sure. He is a middle-of-the-road middle coach or, you know, whatever you want to call it, average at best. Um, but I think he is very good at understanding personalities, which might come from the fact that he played with the Bulls in the 90s, which is of the fucking, you know, it's been well documented. It was a collection of different personalities and uh, great players. So, uh, so yeah, I think he's great in the sense of managing personalities with a guy like Draymond Green, which we can talk a little bit more uh, about him later. But um, he, he's, I think he's great at keeping or gelling that team together. But X's and O's, he, he's probably middle of the pack, um, which also sucks is the fact that Mark Jackson, and I'm just going to, Go ahead and plug him in here. Mark Jackson did a great job, or I think, in my opinion, and other people that know way more than me about basketball also agree. Mark Jackson did a great job developing uh, Curry, 100%. Thompson, Draymond Green, and he don't even have he doesn't even have a job in the NBA coaching at the moment, which is crazy. We won't get into the political side of that. Based on what. Garen said, we've only seen Steve Kerr with this Warriors team. And I go back to the Luke Walton thing. We had only seen Luke Walton with this Warriors team. Luke Walton, in two years, 15 and 16, 18 games, he went 15 and 3. Oh, Luke Walton, this, Luke Walton, that, he's great. He gets hired by the Lakers and then Sacramento. If you... It just—it doesn't even matter if it's it's eighteen games. He went one hundred and eighty-one and two forty-four. 
in in what six years? The most games he won was thirty seven games. So I I don't know what you guys think. I could go coach the Warriors, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in the playoffs. That's why I think Kerr is just riding the wave. And he said it the other day, he said, I, I'm going to thank Curry at the end of my coaching career for everything he's done for me. He knows he's a bad coach. Iguodala is a better coach than him. Well, that is a bold statement. But I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Um, it'd be interesting to see once Curry, you know, his career starts declining, which is going to happen. Draymond Green's career starts declining. And Steve Kerr. When did it go uphill? I, well, that's that's a different topic. I don't want to get ahead of myself. You did throw me off there, but um, yeah, it, what you said. Any, I mean, most people, most NBA coaches can win with Steph Curry when when everything's going right. Clay Thompson. And, you know, throw in there Iguodala, Draymond Green. Your boy Jordan Poole. Uh, I don't know about that. But, uh. Well, the, well the, you're, you're like Draymond's mom. You haven't even watched a, uh, one game of Draymond's career. Well, it's not his mom. It's his wife. But, yeah, I, I get your sentiment. <laughs> everything, about, everything about Jordan Poole just drives me insane. <laughs> so I was watching a video. I don't know if you guys know Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching, you know how he always goes to the finals and he does his own thing? It's so funny, man. I recommend everyone to go watch it. Uh, we're we're going to send you to the finals one year and you're going to be the argue. I, I mean, I'd be down. I'm definitely not going to be interviewing <laughs> no fucking Jordan Poole. So long story short, Guillermo's <laughs> doing his little bit with um, Steph Curry and then it, it doesn't even have anything to do with fucking Jordan Poole. And he's always making these weird fucking faces, like these creepy fucking faces. And he comes into the video making this weird face. Like, I don't know what he was doing. And he even tries to tickle Steph Curry. And it's like... Just cringy. Just... Bro, what what is this? You know what I mean? Oh, bro. Not a big Jordan Poole fan. Not a big Jordan Poole fan, for sure. So, Waldy, Waldy, then, how do you feel when you see those memes where it's uh, Clay Thompson being replaced by Jordan Poole and the little friends, little friend group? Does that does that get you a little upset seeing that people are so re- ready to like get off the Clay Thompson bandwagon to despise my boy Clay? Of course, man. Of course, Jordan Poole is a farce. He's a con man. He shouldn't even be there. He stinks. Speaking of, uh, yo, speaking of Clay Thompson, I can't wait to game six. And this guy's like, oh, game six, whatever. I'm going to watch game six videos on YouTube. He said that the other day in a press conference. I don't know if you guys heard that. I can't wait till this game six. And then he just goes like two and two, three and one with like 37 shots. And, I, and I'm just going to laugh because right now he's playing terrible. I, Yo, shout out, I, shout out to Duran with the Rangers in the big leagues. Didn't even know he was up there. Sorry, go ahead. I would give a leg to see Clay Thompson go off to in the in the final game of the series, go off for like sixty three points. I would give I would give a leg up to see Clay Thompson come back and be a beast. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think he's gonna drop more than. 23 in any single game. If he's no. 20 and 23 is probably a reach. Um, but 
I mean, yeah, that's, I that's think a big reach. But what is weird, I don't know if you guys saw today, the uh, the questions that some of the reporters were asking, like Curry and Draymond, like, oh, this is marking the anniversary of when Clay first tore his ACL. It's like, can you guys go back and reflect how you felt in that moment and how you feel now? Like, that's such a weird question. Like, you're coming up to this, like, I think it was a game five that Clay tore his ACL originally. And, yeah. Um, and it's like, why would you bring that up and coming up to a game five? Like, curse of the commentator is a real thing. You see it in baseball when the, when the commentators start talking about perfect games and then some guy hits a bomb. It's like, you got to hope that no, nothing weird happens to Clay in this next game. Um, granted, of course, like, right, words aren't going to make him tear his ACL or get injured. But just the fact that they brought that up, it's such a weird thing to bring up out of nowhere. Reporters are weird and stupid. I don't understand half the time the questions they ask, which is why I'm shouting out the NBA right now to take away their credentials and give them to us because we're only going to ask the real questions. Yes. Like, because like, you got something to say? Go ahead, buddy. Sorry. uh, Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you because (laughs) I wanted to add to that because we are professional journalists and we could do a better job. I wanted to add that. Perfect. I wouldn't throw the word professional in front of that, but journalist. <laughs> Thank you for cutting me off because I was going to go to the next topic. Uh, I want to stay, stay here right now um, real quick. I'm sorry. Have you guys seen the movie mm-hmm. Semi-Pro with Will Ferrell? Yes. Okay. So when Clay started to like practice again and he came out with, uh, with the headband yep. and the little uh, haircut, I thought he was like having fun with it a little bit. And 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 I was digging it, <laughs> but now he has a whole fro. <laughs> I'm ready to go back to like 2016, 2017. Clay Thompson, I think he's an assassin like that. This whole semi-pro look. I mean, to the fans listening back home, Google semi-pro. Google the the poster or whatever, and uh, tell me it's not. You know. Hey, I, I do appreciate the homage he's paying to Will Ferrell, but uh, I'm ready to have 2016 Clay back for sure. All right, perfect. I, I love that take. He needs to shave his head and take off the headband. Listen, we got a couple more topics in the NBA Finals, but to not make it a long show like we, we've been trying not to, we're going to move on to the greatest spectacle on TV this past weekend. Are you good with moving on to that, Garen? So it wasn't on TV, so let's uh, make sure you get it correct. Well, well, if you have YouTube TV, well, not YouTube TV. If you have YouTube on your TV, <laughs> so YouTube TV, sponsor us, you watched it on your TV like I did. It was on my TV this whole weekend, besides when I was watching it at work Thursday and Friday. Shout out to my job. Um, the greatest spectacle on earth. Live golf. I would like to start off by saying this is the greatest thing that could ever happen to golf. The, the well, the, don't shake, don't shake your head while I'm muted. Don't shake your head. The greatest thing that had ever happened to golf. You said you said some bold things. That's fine. This show That's fine. And before, oh but yeah, sure. Tell me more, please. Tell Let, me more. Let's hear Elaborate. it. Let's hear it. Listen. Shotgun start is the greatest thing ever. Everybody's playing at the same exact time. I don't need to wake up at 7 and finish watching at midnight just to watch the whole coverage. I can watch the whole coverage 
while I eat my lunch. Oh, look, round's over. Boom, that's it. Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but you know exactly what I mean. Everybody's getting more money. Everybody's happier. It's a team event, which just makes it even even more exciting. And what, what else do I have to say? It was better than what? The Canadian, what was it? Canadian, whatever you want to call it? The Canadian Open? The Canadian Open? Putt-Putt Classic. I know Shut exactly the fuck what it is. The Canadian Open. Put some respect <laughs> on it, okay? On what? I mean, on I what? Mean, hold on, hold on. So, so, <laughs> so, Waldy, like, look, I get it. The, that final pairing shot 20 under. Like, they're amazing golfers to begin with. But 20 under in the last group. Are, you, are they playing at, like, a local municipal course? Yeah, it's that, terrible. I don't want to watch that. It, it's like, I want to see, like, I get it. The scores in the in the live uh, tournament weren't, like, super low at, by any means. But, you know, what was awesome to see was that little celebratory uh, champagne pop on the little podium they had. You don't get that at the PGA. In the PGA, you go, oh, very nice. Good, good tournament. See you next week. The, the live... The live golf, the whole presentation, I get it. The commentators could have been better. I'm sure. I mean, it's there's not many great commentators for golf out there to begin with, right? And they're pro- the ones that are out there are already tied up with the PGA Tour. Hit but us just up. Wait, just wait until their contracts are up, and then you're going to start seeing people come to the live because uh, I, I think the live just makes it a much more enjoyable and more, much more digestible experience for like the average golf fan. You don't have to spend your entire day uh, until you get to like the final grouping. The final grouping is playing at the same time as everybody else, and they all finish at the same time. Like I get it from a professional standpoint. It's probably weird playing a shotgun start, right? You should starting on hole one and finishing on eighteen. But Garen, it's only weird because that's the only thing golf has yeah, known forever. Yeah, I think in a game that is tailored to like an older audience. I think they needed to change. I think change needed to happen to keep it interesting, especially for like people. A lot of like golf fans like us, right? We're not gonna. We can. We don't want to spend like the entire day watching a tournament. If I can watch a tournament from nine to what, like two o'clock, then I'll do that any day of the week. And it's a three day thing. So on Sundays when I'm golfing, I don't have to worry about checking the score, seeing what's going on. And uh, I'm sure from a, a player standpoint work-life balance is so much better. And, I mean, I thought that course that they played on looked sweet. I'm not a course designer by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, maybe it's not, as, nice. it's not as elite as the Putt-Putt Classic going on up in Canada. But the, um, <laughs> I think, you know what, I'll pause there, Wally. Let me hear your yeah, initial let's, thoughts. Let's hear Wally here. All right, so um, – when it comes to live golf, um, I was ready to fucking eject, right? Um, because my girl just showed up walking through the door. So if you guys hear noise, it's her. Um, but um, yeah, I was ready. I was ready to eject on live. Um, you're, I'm sorry, you're ready to what? Uh, just like, you know, tear it down. Like, I, I, so here's the thing. Um, I, I listen, I, I want to mention uh, one of my favorite podcasts. It's called No Laying Up. It's a golf podcast. And they've been on this since the PGL. Have you guys, did you guys ever hear about the PGL? 
Yeah. Okay. So at the beginning, it was the PGL. It was supposed to be this new, the Premier Golf Golf League, and it was only going to be five events, and it was going to be the best of the best, and it was going to be kind of in addition to the PGA Tour. But then for what uh, the PGL had a very different strategy. And this is from from what I've I've heard. What the PGL tried to do was they tried to go and talk to the PGA Tour about it, and the tour declined. Like they didn't want any part of it. They saw it as competition for whatever reason. They said no. And then I guess uh, the Saudi Investment Fund or uh, Greg Norman, whoever it was, saw the opportunity and said, like, hey, there might be a market for someone to compete with the PGA Tour, which there is a market to compete with the PGA Tour. Not, I I used to be like a hardcore every Sunday, every tournament watch, all the highlights. Whenever I had the chance, I would sit down. And there are a lot of things that the PGA Tour could do better, especially with the commercial load. The commercials are stupid, man. With uh, even this Sunday, it was... Uh, Rory McIlroy on the tee and J, uh, JT tournament on the line. They go to commercials as they're hitting their tee shots. That's fucking. That's fucking stupid, what? man. You don't see that. You don't see that in any other sport. You don't see that in basketball. I only see one commercial in live golf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I. Uh, <clears throat> and they're spending a lot more. But yeah, so back to my point. So if you if you take it, I mean, I I, I guess I kind of made peace and right. I just want to say it's not my fight, right? Like I've I felt like oh this is this is stupid. This is kind of not disappointed, but let down. I don't know these fucking golfers, but the thing is. I'm an idealist. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't know who? I don't know them personally. I don't know them personally. Oh, okay. So, you know, I don't want to say I, I feel disappointed because I, I, don't, I don't know them as people. But the thing is, I'm an idealist. Or, as a friend of ours would say, I'm a liberal. So, you know, I would, I would want to think. <laughs> I would want to, I would always want to, or I always want to see the best in people, right? I would want to think like these guys would say like, yeah, I don't, I do not want to be associated with the Saudi investment fund, the same people that helped funded 9-11. Like this is something people are not fucking talking about, man. Uh, Objection, your honor. Waldy, you're supporting this fund. I want you to know this. And everyone listening to this, don't don't give crap to live golf. All of you, every single person that's listening to this, What's up, two followers? You guys support them. They own Uber, not own fully, but they have stakes in Uber, Disney, Facebook, uh, Boeing Air, uh, Airplanes, Citigroup. Uh, the list goes on and on. So, what, I can't watch Live Golf because I'm going to stop the whole Saudi Arabian government? Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. No, I, and I agree with you. That's I guess that's the point I wanted to go or wanted to get to. So, you know, um, from the beginning, I've been very iffy about it. Like, I, you know, what I'm hearing is like, these are bad, pe- bad people. Fucking Phil Mickelson said on the record, oh, yeah. <laughs> these are scary motherfuckers. Like, he, he's telling us that. And it's like, and he's going to play for them, right? So 
Um, I guess I've gotten to the point, I've seen all the interviews, I've seen the press conferences, and it's it's really not my fight. And as you said, like, yes, there's a lot of things I could do myself that, you know, I cannot use Uber and walk to places, walk downtown when I want to go for a few drinks and walk back like a weirdo. Um, and uh, I could I could also... I guess we're all not perfect. Um, so I'm going to take live for what it is. Um, I Hold on, Waldy. Uh, did you watch live golf at all this week? I did not. I saw the highlights on YouTube, okay. but I, I okay. did not that, watch. That, that, um, that doesn't tell me anything. I, uh, I, look, they have, they have fucking DJ. I love DJ. Like I love his golf game, not him. I love his golf game. Like, um, yeah, his, he's he's the modern-day golfer, hits it a long way, only hits fades, ball in a string. Um, yeah, of course I'm going to tune in and watch. Um, but you didn't. But I didn't. I, I did not. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's a fucking Listen. exhibition. They're only they literally playing for money. There's no legacy. What, what no is the PGA nothing. doing? What did, what did the PGA do in Canada? What did they do in Canada? They played the RBC they for Canadian. Money. Listen. Uh, they played for Rory money. McElroy? The best, mm-hmm. arguably the best golfer in the planet, two-peated. Arguably. Two-peated. I don't know if you say two-peated, but defended yeah, his, yeah, yeah. De- defended his you title. Sound, you, sound, you sound stupid. You sound stupid. Yeah. So what? I don't care. Uh, Schwarzel he, next year is going to defend his title in London. Yeah. Who cares, man? You're stuck on this like, oh, the PGA. Who ca- They played in Canada and won what? Money. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Guess did, what? Did you Rory watch? Won, did and, you watch? No, but I watched the highlights. It was fucking, but I've seen let me plenty you, of PGA well, events. I've seen plenty of me, PGA events. I, I Waldy, wait, Waldy, I wait, Waldy, wait, 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 wait. Let me Waldy. go. Let me go. Let me go. It's my turn. I'm gonna do the skip. I'm gonna do the skip. And Shannon, it's my turn. Listen. Okay, so I've watched a ton of fucking tournaments, and most of them are fucking snooze fest. There's like this guy who I've barely ever seen, and then one guy that I do know who he is, and you know, it ends up being whatever, right? Not all tournaments are, are exciting. This one, with everything going on, it brought it home, man. It brought it home. It was JT, Tony Finau, and Rory McElroy. And they played fucking amazing. I think JT shot 64 in the final round, and that still wasn't enough to beat Rory. Rory normally struggles with his wedges. His wedges were on point. Um, and I, I just, I want to conclude with this. Um, I will take live for what it is. Um, I won't feel good watching it. Um, that's, <clears throat> I, I don't think, I don't think I could feel good watching it. I don't think I could enjoy it. Like I would enjoy watching the putt-putt over in Toronto, the RBC Canadian. I would much rather watch the Greenbrier, uh, which I never even fucking watch. I would much rather watch that than watch DJ fucking tear it up and compete against fucking uh, Schwartzel, Gray McDowell, Lee Westwood. I mean, yeah, now they're getting Bryson. They're getting Patrick Reed, which I'm happy. Patrick Reed is like, the fucking worst. He's so in a way the not that the PGA tour 
ask for it, but like they defended Patrick Reed. He was caught on camera cheating and they defended him. And he still went to a rival tour. And what are what they're all saying is like, oh, we needed more protection. Like, yeah, sure. The Saudis out of everyone, the Saudis are gonna give you that protection. Waldy, I've been yelling at you for the past five Get minutes. Get the fuck out of here. All I said was Waldy, so it doesn't matter. Waldy, what did Rory win besides money? He won the RBC Canadian Open. What did he fucking do? What does that mean? I mean, it. That's a new major, apparently. It has well, <laughs> it has world world rankings. Did this what the the world uh, world rankings world world rankings? Okay, that's a mouthful. So, for so what? So what? How much? How much money did Rory win? I'm not sure, but I'm sure Swartzel won more. Less, less than less than the second place, and almost the same amount as the third place. Okay, I get it. I get it. What are we playing get for here? A, a spot money. in the FedEx? Listen, are we playing for a spot in the FedEx Cup? Is that it? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. How much? How much do they win in the FedEx Cup? Ten grand. I think it's a little bit more now. I it's think not it's... ten grand. It's actually like ten, fifteen million. Million. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not ten grand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not ten do, grand. Do, do Do you know? Do you Shut know the that the up, winning Garrett. team? I only see Garen cracking up in the back. Ten million. Yeah. <laughs> do, did you know that the winning team of of the last event, which is only eight, which is amazing, they don't even barely have to do anything. The last event the team wins, if I'm not mistaken, I'll fact check it later, is $50 million. Okay, that's great. That's amazing. That is, um, I'm great what for that. What are we playing for, though? Did you know that the teams are fucking going to change? Like, it's they're not even set teams. They're not going to change. They're set teams for the eight for the I, eight. Uh, I don't think rounds. they are. I don't think they are. I wouldn't, eight tournaments. I wouldn't put money on that. It's literally, getting, it's, it's literally sports watching. Sports washing, I'm sorry. It's sports washing. It's okay, the what, what Saudi investment teams? group has a lot of money. Stupid money. Let's call it, let's call, let's give them the real name. It's a public investment fund. Sure, sure. Call it whatever you and want. And wh- what, what does their money have to do with changing the format of a whole league? So, so let me, let me put it this way. If, Elon Musk, Garen's boy, space boy over there, if Elon Musk would have created a, a runaway league and decided to, you know, throw all this money towards getting Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, and whoever he wants to uh, mm-hmm. to start a rival league because it's like, yeah, we're not happy with the status quo, I'd be all in for that. But you know what the problem is? Elon Musk is a businessman. He would have to Turn a profit, and these Your Saudi these these Saudi motherfuckers they're not cared of they don't care about profit. They're literally sports. Your watching. problem you're is paying, that there's no majors, mm-hmm. and that the nostalgia of winning the Masters or winning the PGA no, Tour Championship not that. is not there. It's literally just an exhibition. Like they literally showed up. Like what is the what's the PGA? What's the PGA? It's an ex- exhibition to play golf and win money. I think the only the thing the thing that Walter's getting at is like with some of the tournaments is like you have to make the cut to play in, but at the live, they these guys wouldn't be on the live tour or whatever you want to call it if uh, they weren't 
deemed good enough golfers to be playing on that tour. So I don't care about there not being a cut. But and maybe that's not what it is, Wally, yeah. but I think I think one of the big talking points that people always bring up is like the tradition and the legacy they're leaving behind. Last time I checked, I couldn't pay my condo bill because Thank of you. my legacy in high school. So uh I don't think legacy is cool, right? You can always talk to your grandkids, but you can also talk to your grandkids about being the first one to live the the inaugural live championship at the end of the year and be like, and this is why you're driving a Bugatti to school, little Timmy. Instead because of riding the because bus. Phil Mickelson got two hundred million dollars or more, I think it was two fifty to go play. What yeah. he's made less than that in PGA tournaments. I think. I think at the end of the day, the thing to remember is that this is their job, and at the job, for me, I want to make as much money as I can make, and I get it. They're they're playing for people that are less than ideal to be playing for. But at the end of the day, they're not the ones carrying out the things that make those people uh, less ideal you, people. You know, you know what I would love to see is a live golf player win the U.S. Open. That would be chaos. Oh, <laughs> that would be I would love chaos. it. I would love yeah, it. Before before we go there, um, I. I want to finish off saying, like, yeah, I agree with you guys. Like, I love the shotgun start. Like, that's so exciting. And the no cut, who cares about, yeah, like, do no cut. I don't care. I don't care about the cut. You're either going to win or you're not going to win. Like, that doesn't fucking matter. Um, But, yeah, I guess I, as I said, like, we, you know, it, it well, is you're you're stuck you're stuck on it being Saudi money. I am, I am. And 100%, hold on, hold on. 100%. You're stuck on it being Saudi money and like the nostalgia of like the PGA of like what it is and like you know, but it's like like I said, so you're gonna stop supporting I'm, all these other I'm things a communist. that I mentioned just I can't, because of Saudi I can't money. Do any better? I'm a communist. Wait, are you a liberal or a communist? I thought it was the same thing. According to our uh, friend, I thought it was the same thing. I'm confused, man. I'm torn. I am torn. Um, but Garen, Garen, I, uh, I need you to. Is that what is? Karen, can you? Because now I'm confused. Can you Google it? No, he knows. I'm not talking politics on this podcast. All right, back. Okay. Let's move on. Waldy, from 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 a show standpoint, and just like viewer friendly and not viewer friendly but like i don't know what the word is whatever period it's like you saw the draft and the coverage that they had on it i don't know if you saw the stories from live golf instagram they had like concerts and they had like Mm -hmm. it was a huge party and then you compare it to the pga tour i've never seen anything like that with the pga tour it's just show up and everybody's just chilling and it's just like all right let's go boom 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 let's go from like they had they had a concert before the tournament every single day and and then a closing concert, yeah. from an enter entertainment In, product. Entertainment, that's um, yeah, a hundred percent, and it's a hundred percent gonna succeed. Like they have, they have very good golfers. They have all the fucking money in the world, and um, yeah, it's an, I mean, no commercials. Like that's the one thing that I hate about watching the PGA Tour on TV is the commercials. They don't have none. They don't. They don't need sponsors. They got all the money in the world. So as an entertainment product, I'm sure it'll be great. And I'm not sure later, you know, down the road, a few months from now. Um, so so let's say that it does succeed to a level where the PGA Tour 
I mean, this is probably the future of golf. Like, what if live is the future of golf? And three years from now, the PGA Tour ceases to exist. And Can you imagine? Oh, I'd love that. I would love to see people like Rory get banned from the live just because Greg Norman, out of spite, is like, oh, you got more <laughs> PGA wins than me, right? I guess you don't need this live money. And uh, just keep Rory out. Everybody that just trash talk it, like they'll be walking, they'll be walking up to like the tee box, with, like all like shy and stuff. Like, oh, I, I wasn't actually talking shit about you three years ago, guys. I would love for that. To nah, happen. Rory, Is it gonna happen? listen, no. don't come, don't come for Rory. Um, I don't think Rory would ever backtrack. Um, here's the thing about Rory, he's very up and down. Um, like the last few years, it's been kind of weird because he'll play very good in tournaments that are you know like whatever the rbc canadian open let's say and then he'll show up to the u.s open and shoot 84 on thursday and just shoot himself out of the out of the tournament but one thing about rory he's very well he's very not well spoken like he'll, he'll tell you what he feels like he he doesn't shy away he doesn't deflect if you ask him a question straight up he's gonna tell you how he feels about that one thing Waldy, tell me what you feel about this. In a couple of years, when the PGA is on its last string and Live Golf says, Rory, come on over. We'll give you 250 He will retire. Yeah, okay. He'll retire. Yeah, he, won't. Gonna... he won't. He yeah, won't. Not Rory. Yeah, not okay. Rory. Gary, Listen. what you got on that? Now, so Rory may not join him, but you know what's crazy? In like five years from now, Dustin Johnson's still going to have more PGA Tour wins than Rory McIlroy. <laughs> to that, I do want to add, there's wins and there's wins. Um, I, I Listen, we, we went over asterisk in the bubble championship last time. I hate to do this. I hate to be this guy, but DJ won the Masters when there was – no fans in there. It was it was the bubble masters. So he won the bubble masters. That's all I gotta say about it. Do with that whatever you guys want. Which it was which Yeah, go ahead, Garrett. Which based on our last episode, we said the bubble is probably the most equal way you can play a mm-hmm. single championship. hundred percent, hundred percent. But um yeah, I don't want to talk so about Rory that had, anymore. Rory that was a couldn't... bad take on my end. But I do want to talk about something. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I don't remember the year. There was one year that um, Dustin Johnson pulled out of the Masters because he had fallen down the stairs and injured himself. However, there is a lot of people that have reported that he didn't actually get injured. He got drug tested by the tour and he came back positive and they forced him to withdraw from the tournament, and they basically suspended him. But based on clause in the PGA Tour, if you fail a drug test, they will not say that you failed a drug test. You just have to go into, like, a, a self-imposed... Um, like injury uh, or... Yeah, like yeah, time self-imposed leave. leave. However, in Saudi Arabia... They don't fucking suspend you. They execute you, which is very oh ironic. They're not even going to drug it's test It's very fucking ironic. Waldy, they don't even go play over there I, I, except for like once. I know. I'm just saying there's there's a lot of irony in the whole fucking thing. 
No, Wally, you know what it is? Is that he feels much more mature on the Live Tour than he did on the PGA Tour. He was playing with a bunch of little kids. Now he's playing with a bunch of grown-ass men who are probably too old to be playing golf, half of them. But uh, <laughs> like, you know what? I've straightened up my stuff. He got married. I'm 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 sure they're chilling, still gonna dude. get some of He's that booger sugar. Oh, for sure. <laughs> some of that booger sugar. Boy, that's a that's, lot that's of cash started, they got right? going their way. Yeah, that's that's that that uh that withdrawal is kinda like where all those jokes popped up, right? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. They were saying he he, he fell down some stairs. Nah, man. It's the booger sugar. His ass got suspended. I mean, who knows what it might have been. Uh, he you know who knows? Hey, more power to him. He could do it like that. He could play golf like that. Absolute stud. I, I love watching him play. Um, and, like, even the way he walks down the fairway, like, he always seems so cool and collected. Like, nothing phases him. As a golfer, I, I love watching him. Okay. Well, so, go ahead. So, real quick. So, before we before we get off, the live versus PGA topic. I got to say, well, do you have to watch at least one of the days on YouTube? Because the presentation style is so much more refreshing with the interactive scoreboard always on the left side of the screen. Just a little presentation thing. You can mute it if you don't like the commentators. But the presentation's cool because it's, active up, it's actively being updated. And uh, it almost feels like a... I guess I don't want to say that because I haven't watched any Formula One, but it feels like what you would expect a race. Yes. Um, yeah, literally. Style that's, what, thing. that's what, like what it is. It's just constantly being updated, uh, even if you're not watching it. So somebody gets passed which, in last place, it's like it's still being moved. Yeah, which is something that you get because of that shotgun start. But which is great. I think ending, moving off of that topic, because we could probably talk forever about. Yeah, one last, one last thing about things. Liv before you finish, Garen. Yeah, go the, for it. The final tournament, which is a team event. The the top three players split thirty million dollars, so I'm, I, I'd say it's what fifth uh twenty no it's probably like eighteen like I I'd say like third place probably gets five million in the last that's crazy whatever go ahead Gary yeah yeah um, no payouts are definitely wild out there what's up Waldy um I just wanted to add from from everything I'm seeing and um. It, it's only the beginning, man. Like these, the first group of guys, like they're getting all the tough questions. They're the ones like people mm-hmm. are pointing their fingers at like, Oh, how could you Dustin Johnson? And like, yeah, maybe the, you know, that, that is me kind of like, how could you do that? You know? Um, but it's only going to get easier for guys from the PGA tour to go over to live. It's only a matter of, if they do, if Liv does, you know, have the money and wants to go, like, yeah, everyone come, come, everyone come. And obvious, obviously, um, at, at some point, they're not going to have to overpay guys like they have been overpaying for Phil and Bryson and Patrick Reed. So it's it, it's, it literally is the beginning of the end. And also, um, I was thinking about this earlier, too. It's like... It's crazy to see in real time because it's like, imagine if this were happening with MLB or NBA. Like, there's literally like there's a league crumbling in front of our eyes while there's this other like runaway 
uh, league happening at the same time, which is crazy. Listen, I was going to – I had something in mind to say, but I, I can't. We got to stop. <laughs> I can, We can literally go all day on this, which is – it's crazy. And it's and it's just because, like what Waldy said, it's, a league is crumbling in our eyes and the sum's starting. So it's just like you can literally just go on and on and on. But all right, let's – speaking of um, leagues crumbling and a bunch of bums, we're going to move on to the, the bum of the week. And uh, – who started last time? Let's, we're going to start off with Garen. I can't remember who started, but we're going to go with Garen today. All right. The bum of the week. This man is a reigning champion. Four-time bum of the week. There's only been two episodes, but it has been recorded four times. It is Mr. Ray Echenique, a.k.a. our other co-host, who continues to impress me with his lack of care to show up to the podcast. I'm not going to go any further than that. Just cut it off. Ray, Ray, I hope you listen to this, and I hope it haunts you. And, uh, yeah. Wonderful bum of the week. There's no better bum of the week. I don't know how you're going to top that, Waldy. Waldy, what's, who's your bum nah, of the week? Go ahead. I don't, I don't have one yet. I'm trying to think. You go ahead. <laughs> My bum of the week for a week two of this podcast it's got to be the pga tour live golf is living rent free in those people's minds live golf saying absolutely nothing about pga tour maybe one thing and it was because they were talking bad about them but that just rent free and there's just they don't even have to spend money for publicity it's all there it's all free so that's my bum of the week that's that's almost up there with Ray, but there's no top in Ray, so there you go. Waldemar Pietri. All right, so I have an anti-bum of the week because I don't have that's a bum of the week. That's called a stud of the week. Yeah, stud of the week. Uh, so I'm sure you guys have seen the videos. It was in the group chat. That guy in the live tournament in London got hit by a golf ball. Immediately went no, down to bum, the bro. floor. This guy looked like he just got snipered. This man was like, "Look, I want some of that money. I'm gonna get it somehow." <laughs> that shit was Oscar worthy. I mean, that man get him an NBA contract for all I care, man. Because this guy can flop. He, he looked like your boy Kyle Lowry. Oh my goodness. Kyle Lowry wish, wishes, man. Like, there's levels. Oh, there's levels, and this guy, he's top tier. Oh, I mean, I, th- I think that I think that guy has to go down as the biggest flop of a person who's been hit by a golf oh, ball of all times. Because I think it hit him in the back too. I don't even think it hit him in the head. <laughs> I hope it hit him in the back fat and not his like spine. <laughs> My man had a game plan, and he executed it perfectly. Oh, beautiful. All right. All right. Well, I think to wrap things up, we're going to end end this episode same as the la- the first episode. Um, Waldy, we're looking for one Waldyism. Give oh, us some thought. Oh, Waldyism. God damn. Oh. Ah, God, I hate to throw it back to live. It's free publicity, <laughs> but. Yeah. No free ads, no free ads. But uh, I, I wanted to ask you guys: Does live actually stand for liberals? 
Is it everybody? Is it the liberal tour? That's what the people want to know. Is this the liberal tour? Well, or, or guys, thank you for listening this week. Does it stand for and we're wrapping it live, up. Laugh and love. Which one is it? Oh my lord, this guy's really out of Puerto Rico. All right, boys. I'll see you all next week. <laughs> all right, boys. <laughs>